Beer with Buffy is a retro analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. Competition is a beautiful thing. We're Slayer's girlfriend, the chosen two. Why should we let him take all the Gosh, I'm feeling chipper. <laughs> Who's for a root beer? Jeez. I don't like vampires. Take a stand and say they're not good. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Thank you for calling Beer with Buffy. Please hold, and an operator will be with you. I'm just kidding. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today we're reviewing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 3, Episode 21, entitled Graduation Day, Part 1. Gosh, I wonder if there's going to be a Part 2, Rex. I think it would be really hilarious if there wasn't. (laughs) I know, right? I'm going to be kind of let down otherwise. You never know when something might get, uh, you know, canceled when you're right in the middle of watching it. So today, I know we don't talk about it very much, but today we're drinking pumpkin ale. P-U-N-K-I-N. Boy, they're really uh, they're really cheeky with the way they spelled pumpkin. Yep. Yeah. Reminds it's... me a little bit of Full House, honestly. <laughs> anyway, it's by Dogfish Head. No, they're not paying us to say this, but uh, we both took a sip of it and realized quickly <laughs> that this is the best fucking pumpkin spice beer on the planet. Yeah, it really is. Like, we took a chance on it, too. But this shit tastes like Halloween's giving Christmas a blowjob while Thanksgiving <laughs> watches. Oh, God, that's really inappropriate, Josh. I Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. I'm nothing if not highly inappropriate. I look forward to that every week. Come on, Josh. You may not be able to get a job at a shitty-ass call center, but you're really good at being highly inappropriate. Which I think is probably why I didn't get the job at the shitty-ass call center. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. They could tell that I was highly inappropriate. (laughs) And they were like, oh, dear. I dare say he's highly inappropriate. And I was like, never mind. I'm not going to go there. It's too inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's got to be inappropriate if Josh thinks it's inappropriate. I just drew the line there. I was going to make some sort of cunnilingus joke. It's just, it's just too inappropriate. I couldn't possibly. I think this is the inappropriate episode. Yeah, she was like, you're highly inappropriate. You're completely missing the clitoris. And I was like, I'm not getting this job, am I? And she was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there it is. Oh, my yeah. God. I, yeah. Sometimes- I like how you're like... No, this joke is too inappropriate. So you continue on with it anyway. I like to have options. <laughs> See, when I'm editing, I can be like, was it too highly inappropriate? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. How about a mom synopsis? Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? Well, Mom, I'm I'm leaving town. I'm sick of this place. Can't do it anymore. There's no work for me. It's fucking demons trying to kill us at all these high school graduations are you abandoning your poor mother oh wait no no i meant you're leaving town what damn it (laughs) i knew the second i gave you power of attorney that you would ship me right off to a nursing home (laughs) well 
You weren't wrong about that. Now I'm just kidding. It's for your own safety or some shit. Is this another allegory to the episode? Yeah, I figured why not. <laughs> uh, we've only got a finite number of Joyce references left. We got to take advantage of that. All right, Joshua, you've had your fun. What's going on in this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Is he eating crab legs? They look a bit overcooked. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know you liked seafood, Mom, but uh, I suppose... Are crabs an arachnid? I don't know, actually. I don't, I don't know. They're crustaceans. Yeah, that's not the same. Just because they have an exoskeleton. They could be related, though. I don't know. I mean, they essentially are just huge insects that live in the water. I'm kind of surprised I don't know this, actually. Crustaceans in general. Buggy-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> that's good macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Shut up a bunch of macaroni and cheese. What's going on in this episode? All right, no, it's not my favorite seafood platter, Mom. It's actually an evil, evil box bug. I'm sorry, a happy little scuttlebean. <laughs> and it's not so happy anymore. Well, it's it's happy in the mayor's belly because he's eating it because it's part of the ritual for ascending into a full-fledged demon from his humanoid form, which the entire Buffy gang is getting pretty anxious about because that's definitely happening at graduation, which is like tomorrow as of the point where this episode starts. Yep. So the mayor sends Faith to kill this professor dude. And he's like, oh, no, don't do that. And she's like, oh, yes, I do do that. And he's like, I'll scream. And she's like, yeah, uh, most people would. So they investigate. Buffy goes and checks out the apartment. And Angel's trying to help her. And he ends up getting shot with a poisoned arrow by Faith. Oh, right. That happened. As a distraction so that they're busy while the mayor's getting ready for the ascension. So they have to find a cure, and guess what? The cure is Slayer's blood. Luckily, there's two of them, and one of them needs to die. So that's fucking convenient. Buffy tracks Faith down at her sugar daddy pad and wails on that ass. Unfortunately, Faith escapes. Angel is in dire trouble. Wesley is a twat. Giles is awesome. The Scooby gang is hilarious, and that's the episode. Yay, episode. They're not as hilarious as you, Joshua. Hold on. Hold the phone. Did you just say something supportive? I I mean, they're way more hilarious than you, Joshua. That's better. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, down, down. Cold open. Cold open at the school where Xander and Cordy are picking out their graduation robes. Cordy's disappointed that they didn't choose Teal. Why would they have chosen Teal, Cordy? Yeah, are they... Your your school colors are maroon and gold. Are they maroon and gold? Okay, yeah, I was like, what's the other school color? But also, God, I hope it's not Teal, because Teal would not go with maroon at all. No, not at all. Yeah. No, they're maroon and gold, like our, our logo. Yeah, just, well, like our logo. Yeah. And also very similar to Western Michigan University, isn't it? Um, oh, that's brown and no, gold. Yeah, brown and gold. Yeah, slightly different. No, just like our logo. 
which you can get on t-shirts, stickers, and a mug. Shameless plug here. Yes. Oh, and a hoodie. Fall's coming. You want a hoodie. Get a beer with Buffy hoodie. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing that we have on there. Mugs, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, shameless plugs. No butt plugs, unfortunately. Um, if if that's the, what you're into, you should probably <laughs> know where to acquire those on your own. We're, we're, we're not about that. I mean, we're not not about that. We're just not... <laughs> Just, just stop We're not now. providing just... merchandise for that, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I neither approve nor disapprove of any uh, butt plug related activity. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm not opposed to it. All right, Josh, that's highly inappropriate. Xander thinks that Maroon has more dignity than Teal. I don't know if he's right or wrong on that, but he wants to be well-dressed for when his number is up. Teal is such an awful color. You know what's worse than teal? What? Seafoam. (laughs) Seafoam green. That sounds like a color that does not exist outside of the paint department. It is a real color. I fucking hate it. It is the one color I legitimately hate. Huh. Seafoam green. It's awful. You know, hate takes a lot of energy, Rex. I know. And you know what? I'm willing to give it for seafoam green. Sometimes it's worth it. (laughs) I get that. No, I'm definitely on board with Xander. I prefer um, darker, more somber tones. And magenta is just that. Unfortunately, it doesn't have a fish attached to it. So we need to decide on one real quick. Um, It's maroon, not magenta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically the same thing. I I honestly can't tell. I can't tell the difference between a lot of red colors. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's why I had to have my friend Beth go and come with me to pick out makeup because all the colors looked identical. Congratulations. Your cones are fucked. They are. Yeah. In the red and purple spectrums. Your rods are like, hey, cones. I A lot of my red colors bleed together. A lot of my purples bleed together. Some of my greens bleed together. I think, honestly, one of the reasons I like blue so much is because I can see all the fucking differences. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Weird fun fact about Rex's eyes. Anyway, (laughs) Xander is noticeably down. It's nice to hear you talk about some body part other than your brain. It could just be my brain. I don't know. No, it's probably your eyes. Don't don't make this about your brain. (laughs) But Xander is noticeably down, and Cordy is... Kind of not pleased with him being down, but it's like, come on. He kind of has good reason here. He really does. Well, he's pretty much having a premonition that they're not going to make it out of this school alive. And trust your gut, man. Yeah. Definitely. He has very good reason to believe this. But Cordy says, wow, you really mastered the power of positive giving up. That was a good one. I like that. I did like it. So we cut over to Willow. Oh, God, this scene just... Oh, it warms my my little heart. I swear Willow's on fucking psychedelics right now. But no, there's a very good representation of how seniors get at the end of high school. Yeah. Everybody's all like, oh, I hate you so much. I'm going to miss you. Yeah. She ends up signing the Book of Harmony. We get to get a glimpse of Harmony. (laughs) The Book of Harmony. (laughs) The yearbook that Harmony owns Book of <laughs> where Harmony. animals and people can live in <laughs> Harmony. And Harmony is but, like, wait, what? I didn't agree to that. <laughs> and she wouldn't. <laughs> right. She really wouldn't. Yeah. 
they're being all nicey nice and everything oh we should i wish we hung out more we should hang out let's hang out and harmony walks away and and willow's like oh i'm gonna miss her and buffy's like don't you hate her well yes with a fiery vengeance she picked on me for 10 years the vacuous (laughs) tramp and the whole time willow is smiling it's glorious the vacuous tramp oh man we need t-shirts that say that oh uh, I like the term vacuous. Yeah. It's a good word. Yeah, I mean, tramp is low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But vacuous, I, that needs to be used more often. And it will from now on. So <laughs> Willow has another moment with Xander's old grape soda machine. <laughs> remember, remember the episode where he's like, grape, orange, grape, orange. I think that was uh, that was the one about the sea creatures. I think it was, yeah. We called it Super Swim Bros. So she's getting uh, pretty wispy over the root beer button that gives her Coke. Yep. Buffy, uh, Buffy's talking about not even going to graduation. And yeah, she's worried she can't go because she has to go fight the mayor. And you can't go fight the mayor and go to graduation. Except Xander points out that you can. Let's all go fight the mayor. Let's all go fight the mayor. Let's all go fight the mayor and have ourselves a snack. So, fun fact. The average human consumes around eight arachnids a year while they're sleeping. But really, you can eat as many as you want. You should treat yourself. (laughs) Self-care is important. Oh, I thought you were actually, like, pointing out that fact, which is a complete and total myth. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I just was like, hey, as long as I'm sleeping and I don't know. (laughs) You know, some extra protein in your diet. Sure. But no, Xander points out that Buffy doesn't need to be sad about not being able to go to graduation because the mayor's coming to graduation. He's going to give the commencement speech. The mayor's going to give the commencement speech? He is. What a crazy random happenstance. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And the answer is... (laughs) Yes. I didn't even ask a question. I know. <sighs> That's just the way I roll. But it is very appropriate that the big bad would have to speak at their graduation. Yeah. It's also really fucking convenient. It's good writing. Like, sure, it seems unlikely, but I mean, it makes good sense. I mean, it fits in with. I get the idea that the mayor, after the ascension, needs to eat a bunch of th- things. And, you know, there's a bunch of kids there. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And we don't really know what all else his ascension entails other than eating some giant bugs. Yeah, exactly. God, that that just sounds so filling, like uncomfortably filling. That's a lot. Yeah. And they looked hard to eat. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you guys are winning. Fire the heading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Water. Usual. Oh yeah. I hit him. What? A desk. Cut to random professor's house, and there's a knock on the door, and it's Faith. Oh look, Faith is there. Obviously, this guy dies, and then he dies. Faith goes stabby stabby. Yeah, that's that's the scene. I mostly just enjoyed the part where he was like, "I'll scream," and she's like, "Well, who wouldn't?" <laughs> right? <laughs> and then she stabbed She's him. She's not wrong. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd scream. <laughs> I expect nothing less, sir. 
I do want to point out, though, the knife she uses to stab him, I like significantly better than the knife that Buffy has that's, that's Faith's knife. Yeah, her Power Ranger knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way better. And then we cut to opening credits. Buffy's stabbing Faith or, um... <laughs> mayor's office. Nope, Faith's place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the mayor and Faith anyway. Yep. And mayor's all, like, uh, being OCD. Yep. Cleaning up her place. Basically, what it amounts to is, uh, oh my god, that out-of-character pink thing that clearly makes you uncomfortable and submissive is just the bee's knees. (laughs) To be fair, she looks fucking adorable in that dress. She does, but like she says, it's not her. And it makes me uncomfortable that he enjoys her in it when she's clearly so uncomfortable in it. Yeah, but he's all about building her into something that he wants. Absolutely. And that's that's really what's disgusting about this whole relationship. I mean, that really that does a great job of painting him as a villain. Um yeah. and it's really playing well into the feminist perspectives of this show, all kinds of down with the patriarchy. You can have a very toxic relationship that is very bad for you, but good can come of it because the message that they're using to manipulate you is good on the surface at least or it can even have yeah i I get what you're saying honestly it bothers me because you know she normally doesn't wear frilly shit and she's not into frilly shit she's not about being submissive in any way i think she's been completely out of character since she came to the mayor in the first place um and just the way he infantilizes her like the way they end the scene where he's like, I'll buy you an Icy. Yeah. And I, I like the way Eliza Dushku plays this. Like, she's not like, ooh, yippee. So she's not completely playing into this. She's still no. just kind of along for the ride and obviously kind of regrets the decision, but is still sticking with it because she made a decision. Also, like, at this point, she's fucking all in. God forbid that she admit that she made a mistake. But yeah, also, she's kind of knees deep in this shit. And then we cut back to the school. Assuming the next day, Willow's riding her particularly kind of cool looking bike to school. It's the first time we've ever seen this bike, and I liked it. I don't particularly recall what it looked like. It kind of looked like a chopper, like uh, one of those ridiculous kind of motorcycles Okay. with the long handlebars and shit. Huh. It was a cool looking bike. I just noticed it had one of those really long seats. Banana seat. Yeah, there you go. Ring, ring, ring. Banana seat. <laughs> do, 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 do. Willow's on a banana seat. Also, and- it looked really awkward riding a bike wearing that short of a skirt. Yeah. But she pulled it off. Not the skirt. You know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So. And Percy shows up and apparently he's been doing really fucking well in school and is very thankful to Willow for helping him be able to pass history. He's all like, hey, thanks for not kicking my ass like you did at the bronze that one time. (laughs) And she's like, you know, Percy, that was actually uh, for your own good. Yeah. It's like she was almost about to tell him that that wasn't actually her. And then she's like, no, fuck it. This is too much fun. Yep. Thank you, Willow. Then Oz shows up. I think this is evidence that the dark side is starting to take her. Nah. I think it's just good, clean fun. 
she's been pushed around her whole fucking life in school. <laughs> Just let her have a little bit of power without, you know, guilt. Nope. Little garden path straight to the evil. <laughs> if there's anyone who goes down a garden path to evil, it's definitely Willow. <laughs> but not quite yet. So anyway, no, that's a ways away. <laughs> Oz shows up. They're uh, they're worried about the ascension. That's all that conversation really amounts to. They need to find a spell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's find a spell uh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have a wonderful time. Then we cut to a classroom where... <laughs> I love this. Xander's sneaking into the classroom badly. And the teacher's all, like, super stern. And Why have we and, not seen this teacher before? This guy's fucking amazing. I, seriously. <laughs> they pulled out the stops when casting this guy. Yeah. But he's all stern. He's like, oh, you guys haven't graduated yet. You still have to participate. Xander, what do you say? And Xander's like, E? And they're fucking playing hangman. <laughs> They always go for the E. <laughs> They're like, let's find somebody to play this teacher who is the most villainous seeming guy we could find. This They should have made him a big bad at some point. He really would have been good. Yeah, he would have. I loved this guy, but... You know, I, when I was an English teacher in Korea, Hangman saved my life, let me tell you. Uh, note, he actually was an English teacher in Korea. Oh, you're talking to them now. Yes. Yeah. No, I was. No, I'm telling you, yes, you really were an English teacher in Korea, Josh. When I was a boat captain in Montana, on the other hand, <laughs> Hangman really played no factor at all. <laughs> you're not going to confirm that for them? Oh, nah. You've <laughs> talked about being a boat captain in Montana before. No, I had to cut it out. It, uh, oh, did you? Yeah, because I couldn't. That's depressing. Couldn't remember the actual story. Yes, Josh was also a boat captain in Montana. Damn right. And yeah, I know. I know what you're thinking. Boat captain in Montana. That doesn't make sense. That's a landlocked state. There are lakes in Montana. Lots of them. <laughs> big ones. Damn big ones. Glacial lakes, in fact. Like, Lake Michigan might be the biggest glacial lake on the planet, but it's not the only glacial lake on the planet. I think that's my favorite part about you ever telling that story to anybody is because the first response most people get is like, boat captain in Montana? They don't have water there. <laughs> they drink dirt, don't they? <laughs> they sure do. Anyway, amidst the hangman game, Anya asks Xander out. Again. Yeah, and Anya asks Xander out in a more awkward way than what Xander would ask Anya out. Yeah, even it's even <laughs> worse than when she asked him to prom. It really is. My favorite line here was, men like sports, I'm sure of it. She, she's like, we can watch some uh, sporting event or something. <laughs> anyway, he's like, tell you what, if I survive the ascension, I'll totally go out with you and... Uh, Dark foreboding music. Dun, she dun, dun. full on deer in headlights freezes in place. Yeah, because she's been out of the loop. Otherwise, she would know about this. Um, yeah. But she she's not really part of the Scooby gang yet. In fact, if anything, they basically consider her an enemy. Yeah, really. Except that Xander is now dating her. Well, they're not dating. They're, they're on their way. They're on their way. They're definitely on their way. 
And they say young people don't learn anything in high school nowadays, but um, I've learned to be afraid. So what was the uh, story about that alligator? Then we get to one of my favorite little moments in this entire episode. We cut to the library. Buffy holds up a paper about the murder. She thinks it's Faith. Giles pretty much agrees. But my favorite part is Wes and Giles are fencing. Oh, God. The whole time, Giles is barely paying any fucking attention to Wes and is reading the fucking paper and fencing him back. And it's just, it's so awesome. And I know, I know, it's just to make us go, oh, Giles is so awesome, but it fucking works. Right? (laughs) Well, and it bothers me, though. Like, obviously, Giles was not in fighting mode, and that's just wildly irresponsible. Like you said, it's definitely a part that's just written in to make us go, Giles is so cool. Yeah. And it, it does work, absolutely, but... If you look at it from any kind of realistic standpoint... Wesley is an asshole. Wesley is just being (laughs) completely wildly irresponsible. Actually, both of them are because they're not wearing the proper gear. Do you want to lose an eye? Because that's how you lose an eye. You'll shoot your eye out. Or, you know, in this case, stab. Stab. Stabby, stabby. Lots of stabby, stabby (laughs) in this episode, definitely. But... Obviously, Buffy's like, oh, I'm going to go look at this dude's shit and find out why Faith killed him. And so Wesley is like, ah, by attempting to keep a valuable clue from us, the mayor may have inadvertently led us to it. And they're like, gee, did you think of that all by yourself, dipshit? And then he he orders her to go and fucking investigate. And when she'd already pretty much said she was going to go do that. Exactly. And but I like her response. I just love it when you take charge, you man, you. (laughs) And Wes is like super flustered and doesn't know how to fucking respond. And he's like, uh, well, was that a yes? I have trouble keeping track. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, his point is faith is a footnote. Uh, The priority is the ascension. And then in comes Xander with Anya. I like the bit where they're like, Xander, you know nothing. You're useless. And then he's like, oh, but I'm not. Which seems to happen with alarming regularity this last season. Yeah. Just like, Xander, unless you have something useful, get the fuck out. And he's like, guess what? I have something useful. It's like, you'd think they'd stop being surprised at this point. Yeah, seriously. Also, with as much as Xander helps out, you'd think they'd stop being such a dick to him. Right? Granted, he is a pretty big dick himself. So I he mean, can't... he is an ingredient he is ingredient getting guy. Yeah. He definitely plays that role. That's surprisingly hard to say. <laughs> ingredient getting guy. Only if you're you. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. So but Anya has apparently witnessed an ascension. She has. And she has an amazing line here, uh, which also gives us a fair bit of plot. So she says, About 800 years ago in the Kostka Valleys, Above the Urals, or whatever the fuck that is, there was a sorcerer there who achieved ascension. Became the embodiment of the demon Lohash. I was there cursing a shepherd who had been unfaithful. His wife had wished that all the sheep would lie with. And Buffy cuts her off. And god damn it, Buffy. I want to (laughs) know 
who the fuck this woman wished for the sheep to lie with and in what capacity. Yeah. Because that shit's funny. This is important information. It really is. So we need to take a moment here to posticulate. What's your theory, Josh? My theory, Rex, is that she turned that old sheep herder into a sheep fucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, I can't stop fucking these sheep. And they're like, would you please stop? <laughs> and he's like, but I can't. It's like I'm under some sort of spell. And they're like, yeah, it is a bit like that, isn't it? I On a positive note, though, his curse didn't last very long. He was eaten by a demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he got off easy there. He only had a short period of time that he was cursed to have sex with sheep. Those poor sheep. My favorite piece of information here is we get a little bit of actual world lore. Anya's like, this is a demon. You've never dealt with a demon. And Buffy's like, oh, but I kill demons all the time. And Anya points out that this isn't the same thing because the demons that Buffy deals with are tainted and they're part human. They're all human hybrids. Yeah. Like vampires. Right. But... This is a pure demon. The Ascension will make the mayor into a pure demon. And pure demons are much, much bigger. For starters, definitely. Yep, Buffy, you ain't seen nothing yet. So we cut to the courtyard. Snyder! Snyder! This is the only time we see Snyder in this whole episode. I really thought it was going to be more of a Snyder-heavy episode. I did too. I did too. Yeah. So he, he manages to be... He's brown-nosing hard. He manages to be sniveling and terrified all at the same time. It is a resoundingly impressive skill. I mean, I don't feel like he's brown-nosing so much as he's just fucking petrified of the mayor. Like, he was already put off by the mayor, as evidenced in much earlier episodes right. in season three. But, like, now that he's seen some shit, like with the happy scuttle beans a couple episodes ago... yeah. And Those damn happy scuttle means. Yeah, and now he's just like shitting his pants. But the mayor's doing his job of blowing smoke right up Snyder's butt. Give him a little compliment here or there, and Snyder's all his. Yeah. And sniveling little bastard. So he calls him uh Sir or Mr. Mayor or something. He's like, Call me Richard. You've done a great job here. I know things are, well, different here in Sunnydale, but we've both seen all sorts of things. What's important is that we keep it under control, and that's what you've done. And Snyder's like, I believe in order. At which point, of course, Odo's like, no, I'm the one that believes in order. And he's like, I'll order you some Chinese food for our date tonight. And he's, oh, you damn troll. <laughs> Chinese food sounds lovely. Right? Remember that gif? Somebody sent us a gif. <laughs> right? Um, like, I think that's... I don't think that's photoshopped or, it's like... It's not. Special. No, it was, like, behind-the-scenes sort of thing. Anyway, it's actual footage of a Quark and Odo on the set of Deep Space Nine pretending to make out. Yeah. Like, they did that perspective trick, so I doubt that they were actually making out. But it was definitely intended... It was a joke. That they were making like 20 years ago and 
I don't know. I was and after- you just you just subconsciously kept kept it going. Yeah, and I had no idea that that existed. And this after all my Quarkinodo jokes on this show. This, you know what's sad? What? We only have one more episode of Quarkinodo jokes. We don't talk about that here. <laughs> this is not where we talk about things that happen on Buffy I'm the Vampire Slayer. I'm going to turn into a senior kid who's about to graduate. I'm going to miss Snyder. He's going away. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss the the good built-in reason for Star Trek jokes. I'm quite sure that a girl with the talents and abilities of Buffy will land on her feet. In fact, I noticed as I came in this morning that a hot dog on a stick is hiring. It will look so cute in that hat. Cut to the library where Oz and Willow join in. And they're talking about the Ascension. We get one of my favorite kind of scenes in any sort of TV show. A time when the villain shows up to the good guy's lair. I love these sorts of scenes. Yeah, it was kind of, uh, well, I guess it wasn't right out of nowhere because we knew he was on campus. Yeah. But it was pretty ballsy of him. I mean, I mean, he's invulnerable. It's not really ballsy. If you're yeah, I was just going to say that. It's not really... No, it's just unexpected, though. I mean, he really could have done that at any point in time throughout the season, and he just didn't. I think he specifically waited for the most impactful moment possible. Impactful. Yeah, definitely. So he walks in. He's taunting and threatening and being his oh-so-pleasant self, but he threatens a little too much to, to hurt Buffy, and Giles impales him. Yeah, with one of his fencing... Stabby doodles. He's like, yeah, what? Stabby doodle this. Yeah. He's like, hey, you ruined my shirt, man. I'm actually disappointed that after he pulls the sword out, there isn't a hole in his shirt. I, mean, I couldn't not notice it. No, I think there was. There wasn't. I checked twice. No, it looked to me like there was kind of a slightly enlarged black spot. There wasn't. Well, I could have sworn there was. I'm completely positive there was Colors no Colors bleed together for you. You are not a... Uh... <laughs> Reds bleed together for me, and purples kind of do. That doesn't mean that I can't see whether or not there's a fucking hole on the You're shirt. You're an unreliable source. <laughs> You're an unreliable source. So the mayor's like, I'm gonna eat you. And Giles is like... I, I I know this won't kill you, but it's really the sentiment of the matter. And uh, <laughs> stabby, 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 stabby. It's a very common theme. Yes. On this episode, there's our title: stabby, stabby, or stabby, stabby, stabby. Yeah, he's like, um, my it's gonna be a heck of a speech. <laughs> yep. Cut to the hallway. Anya's literally bugging out. Like, if she had a bug out bag stashed, she's about to grab it yeah. and bug the fuck out. I think she does have a bug out bag stashed. Probably. She strikes me as the type. And she's like, I'm fucking off. And Xander's like, okay. And Cordy's <laughs> like, hey, what's wrong with her? And he's like, oh, you know. She's fucking off. Because we're all about to die. And Cordy's like, so I was thinking about skipping fifth period. He's like, yeah, I think I might too. <laughs> and then they also fuck off. So cut yep. to... Cut to Buffy's house. Where Buffy is packing. And of course, Joyce comes in and immediately accuses her of running away. Like, you're running away again, Buffy. 
What are you doing, Buffy? On today's episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Joyce will be played by Josh's mom. So really just imagine Joyce as she normally is, and it's good to go. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But no, Buffy isn't packing a bag for herself. She's packing a bag for Joyce. Yeah, she's packing Joyce's things. She's like, wait, wait, you're leaving with my things? (laughs) That was a funny line, though. What are you doing, Buffy? (laughs) You won't look nearly as good in these dresses as me. (laughs) (laughs) Try as hard as you like. Your mom would totally say something like that. I've always been this prettier than you. (laughs) So... But no, it's kind of a big scene here. Basically, Buffy tells Joyce, look, I have to stay and fight. This is what I do. And she even says, I'm not the best student. I know you wish I was, but I'm not. I'm not going to be the best athlete. But this is the thing that I'm fucking good at. I'm going to kill a fucking demon. The essence of the conversation is, get the fuck out of my way. She's just too stubborn she's like no i'm staying i'll leave if you come with me but i'm staying and it's like supposed to be endearing but it's like oh my god what do i have to do to fucking get through to you you know it's like standers by at an emergency scene bothering the firemen and the ems people being like what can i do what can i do you can get the fuck out of my way that's what you can do yeah exactly You're not a trained professional. Get the fuck out of the way. Get to a safe distance. And that's all Buffy's trying to say here. Yeah. Because if she's worrying about Joyce, she can't fucking fight evil. Evil. Yeah. You got to fight it. You can't worry about people that you care about when you have to fight evil. Goddamn right. Cut to Willow's where Oz and Willow are trying to find a spell to stop the mayor Willow is super stressed and bothered by the fact that Oz is being ironic detachment guy. She is. I must say, however, that Amy Rat has a really swanky look in hamster pad. Yeah. Like, I I always had, I had pet gerbils growing up, and I always really wanted to get a really elaborate tube system for them, because that looked really fun, but also that shit's expensive. Extremely And, you know, that's how they get you. I'm not sure if hamsters even like that shit. They just know that kids like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good scene here because Willow is like, look, can you just maybe once fucking panic, show some fucking emotion, Oz? And so Oz does. He panics. He panics her panties off. He does. It's what he does. I did have a good quote of the day from this scene. Willow says, oh, this is so frustrating. Oz says, nothing useful, because she's going through books yeah. looking for a spell. Willow says, no, it's great. If we want to make ferns invisible or communicate with shrimp, I've got the goods right here. And Oz perfectly deadpans, our lives are different than other people's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. you say it so well. Classic Oz. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Anyway, so uh, they get their hibbity-dibbity going, and uh, it seems like it's probably their first time. It is. That seems relevant for some reason. And so, yeah, stay calm and panic, says the great mighty Oz and Willow. I'm dating. I'm having serious dating with a werewolf. And 
I'm studying witchcraft and, and killing vampires. It's like a drug. And we cut to the back to the professor's place where Buffy is packing up a box of shit that she's confiscating from the property. And today the role of Angel will be played by Michael Richards. Michael Richards? Kramer. Oh. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He's very clumsy when he comes in. Yeah. It was it was amazing because he stumbles through the door and he's like, ow. She's like, stealthy. <laughs> it's not my best entrance, Jerry. I think they were mopping the hallways. <laughs> What's the deal with mopping? <laughs> anyway, Angel's trying to be all Mr. Big Ol' Helpy Vampire. And Buffy doesn't want to fucking get his help. He is fucking outrageously dense here. She doesn't want him around. She can't deal with his presence. He's being outrageously insensitive to this fact. And that box doesn't even look very heavy. No. I don't think he's being outrageously insensitive. I think he's trying to dissociate from the fact that they just broke up. Which is outrageously insensitive. Okay, sure. Hold on. Let me make my point first. Um, he's trying to dissociate from the fact that they broke up because there are more important things going on which while that seems outrageously insensitive it's also outrageously responsible putting the greater good before their own emotions and he's trying to protect her because he knows that both the mayor and faith are probably out to get her anytime soon they probably want to take her out before the ascension and she's being outrageously irresponsible by turning down help as good as angels because he's not there to carry the fucking box he's there to be an extra fighting hand if some shit goes down while she's walking across town and then immediately some shit goes down while they're walking across town <laughs> they're like <laughs> just stepped outside he's like Buffy, I'm really trying to help you, and I don't understand you. Ow! <laughs> I hey. have an arrow through my chest. <laughs> there you go. Three, That's the line. Three darts <laughs> is too much. <laughs> Starting to get numb. <laughs> oh, it would have been so great if... David Boreanaz had done the spinning fall down on his face thing that Jim Carrey did. Ooh, ee, ah, ah, ee, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the camera pans across to the fucking street and up onto the top of a building where Faith is standing there with her bow and arrow and another vampire. And the vampire is like, you missed the heart. Obviously, she missed the heart. There's no way in hell she doesn't realize she missed the heart. Yeah, she's been using that bow and arrow for, like, at least a month and a half now. Yeah. Like, she's a crack shot, obviously. Well, she kind of probably would be. At, at a month and a half as the Slayer? Yeah, she's got Slayer abilities, so, you know, there's some credibility there. And we cut to the library. And Buffy's like... All right, I'm going to pull it on the counter three. One psh, pulls it. And he's like, I knew you were going to do that. Yep. And I did like her line. Are you sure it was Faith? She responds with, 
I have narrowed down my list of one suspect. <laughs> yeah, that was witty. Oh, boy. So Wes is reading the documents that were in the box that, boy, that box was so full. Did you notice that Angel was holding it with one hand when they were arguing in the street? No, I didn't. And not just holding it, like, not even holding it upright with one hand. It was just hanging down. Like, there was fuck all nothing in it. But so there's like a couple files in the stupid box and Wesley's reading through the documents and he discovers something about a lava demon that Lester thought was a dinosaur or something. Yep. Some undiscovered dinosaur. But no, it's a fucking demon. Yeah. So they realize all of a sudden that they'll be able to kill the mayor once he's attained demon form. And so now that they've got the arrow out, Angel gets a little clunky again and she's like, wow, you're really a klutz today. And then Angel go boom. Yep. He falls on the floor and they're like, oh shit, something's bad wrong here. The arrow was poisoned, obviously. And Wesley's going to try and find that poison through the council because they keep a, apparently a very extensive log of all the different types of poisons and their antidotes. And honestly, of course they would know a poison that could kill a vampire. Right? That would make sense. Yeah. Angel's getting all sweaty. Buffy yep. takes sweaty Angel home. And, uh, do, 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 do. I mean, I feel like we've had this conversation before, but he doesn't have a heartbeat. How would the poison circulate through his bloodstream? It wouldn't. We have had this conversation before when I think it was him or Spike got darted with a trank gun. Yeah. Or Villo. Right. It was Villo. Villo got darted with a trank gun. Uh-huh. No heartbeat. Can't fucking spread the poison throughout the body. But we do learn later that this poison is a mystical poison, not a chemical poison. You know, we didn't really get too thorough of a description of it. Suffice to say, it kills vampires. Yes. And it's good to go. More importantly, we cut to Willows and they got it on. They got it on. And Willow is super rambly and cute. And she's all like, oh, I feel so different because she lost her V card <laughs> and she's like, oh, I guess you probably don't feel different, Oz, because you've you did this before. And he's like, no, honey, I feel totally different. Yeah. He's and, way more sincere than I made it sound. And, yeah. And whoever <laughs> knows if he's. Well, I just kind of always assume that he's being sincere. Yeah. Unless it's a situation that does not merit being serious. That's really kind of the best way to tell. Yeah, really. Always give him the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, Willow gets a phone call. Spoonie time's over. They don't say where they're going. And then we cut to the mayor's office. And Faith updates him about Angel. And the mayor has to eat some spiders. Yeah. I'm saddened that it didn't tell us how many. <laughs> I wanted to know. Like, it I sounded like he really only had to eat one or two. Yeah. Not many. That's disappointing. Probably. Honestly. But... Essentially, this whole scene felt like nothing but fluff to me. Oh, it was nothing but fluff. Bas it, the only expository thing that we learn here is that he has to eat some of those fucking box spiders. And Faith is having some pre-battle anxiety and needs something to do and is really eager to fight. And there's, I, uh, there's kind of a vaguely heartfelt moment between the two that I didn't bother yeah. writing down because it's kind of gross. <laughs> I just love the family circus. That, 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 EJ. Moist towel. 
So cut back to the science lab. Yep, where Willow sends Xander to get some ingredients because he's ingredient getting guy. Mm-hmm. And he runs into Anya out in the hallway. Priceless. And she offers to take him with her. Run away with me, Xander. We can leave forever and nobody will miss us. <laughs> I have to stay, Anya. I have friends. What a friends. So Anya is a demon who became a teenage girl to enact this curse, right? When she used her magic to pretend to be a teenage girl, did she make parents? Or did she, like, take two random people in the world and turn them into her parents? Does she have parents? I thought you said parrots at first. That would have been very confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyanka! That's where she got her name. (laughs) Anyway, I... uh, Your guess is as good as mine, bro. So, definitely some good lines in this conversation here. Really, it's the progression of the whole conversation that's the most entertaining. Yeah. So, really, just watch the episode is the best I can do for you. So anyway, she's just being awful. She's such a sociopath, but she's trying so hard. At least she obviously has feelings for Xander. At least she comes by it honestly. Like, it's not her fault that she got trapped in the teenage body. (laughs) He's like, your stock is plummeting here, sweetheart. And he walks away and she's like, fine, you know what? I hope you die. Wait, aren't we going to (laughs) kiss? Hey, Anya. You're the definition of mixed signals here. <laughs> oh, it's kind of amazing, though. I think it's funny that uh, it's it's really no surprise that it seems like the only way for Xander to get into a new relationship is for someone completely alien and out of touch and emotionally immature to come along. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was Cordy because... Cordy was very out of touch of like normal people mm-hmm. because she was super rich. Yeah. Socially out of touch. Mm-hmm. And Anya's just not human. Or rather, somebody that makes those aspects in him look like he's actually really good at all of those things. Right. <sighs> Cut to Angel's Mansion, where Sweaty Angel is very sweaty. Yep. I honestly thought that they were doing it at first because there really seemed to be <laughs> this theme of everybody hooking up this episode because they're all afraid they're going to die. But And then I remembered, oh, right, he's poisoned and sick, and that's why he's sweaty. Right. And so, she's just sitting, she's perched on his bedside helping um, soothe and calm him. She's soothing him by moistening him. He's wet from sweat. And you're just dabbing at his face and making him wetter. Right. Also, I mean, can you break a vampire's fever? Not important. Especially because it's a mystical fever. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so (laughs) I was really relieved when I realized that they weren't doing it because I was like, no, don't do that. It makes him too happy. (laughs) Don't be giving him happy. Do you want to lose his soul again? Because that's how you lose his soul again. (laughs) 
Wes shows up and it tells Giles and Buffy that the council is not going to help because why the fuck would they help a vampire? Right. And that's kind of a valid point. Uh, it's a little bit valid. Buffy makes an excellent point here that they are completely out of touch and in fucking England. Yep. And this is a very special circumstance. And he is a very special vampire. And those obtuse fucks had better goddamn well help or there's no fucking reason on this earth that she should listen to them at all. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. And Wes is like, you can't fuck them. Giles, talk to her. And Giles, and Giles is like, no, Wes, fuck you. I re- yeah, I really thought he was going to be like, I'm not in the council anymore. Why the fuck should I care? Because that's really what he should have said. He, he said it with his look, though. He did. Buffy says, I have a strategy. You're not in it. <laughs> and Wes says, this is mutiny. Buffy replies, I like to think of it as graduation. hey Hey, that's the title. Yeah. Graduation day. They said the title. That's fantastic. And it's just, it's a very true moment where she long ago outgrew the council. Yeah, absolutely. But we've also had multiple conversations pointing out just the logistic massive flaws that is the council. Oh, yeah. I I don't know. It seems like the the reason the council exists is because somebody like Buffy exists. They She should have a whole fucking mess of a team of support. Not one asshole that gets to go off on schlub duty. Yup. And fucking rough it for himself for a while. But the problem is that they're fucking steeped in tradition and this is how it's been done for millennia. Yeah. Boo fucking who. Welcome yeah. to the fucking 21st century, assholes. Get with the time, shitheads. As Buffy's leaving, Wesley tries to give her this serious, very foreboding statement. He's like, Buffy, you don't know what you're doing. And she's like, get a job. <laughs> get a job. And I'm like, yeah. Why don't you do that? Because that's easy to do. So Buffy fucks right off into somewhere else land and Giles stays to watch Angel. Uh, Wesley gets to sit and spin. Cut to the school where... Specifically the science lab. Yep. Willow reveals that Angel has been poisoned by a mystical poison called Killer of the Dead. That is correct. And Oz finds the cure and the only cure for this is to drain the blood of the Slayer. Right, so he's looking at the book while they're talking about it, and with impeccable timing, he's like, oh, here it is. Yeah, that's this is our boy, Killer of the Dead. Oh, dear. And Xander's like, come on, guys, the suspense is killing Angel. And that is a good line. And that's just fucking witty. Yeah. You know, I mean, Xander's come a long way. He's We haven't really seen any nice guy Xander for basically the whole season. Yeah, there were some, like, snippets here and there, but barely. Barely. Yeah. But, you know, people say forgive and forget. I do neither of those things, generally. I remember and don't forgive. But that doesn't <laughs> stop me from appreciating some good, solid wit, which Xander regularly provides. Yep. Yeah, like you said, they have to drain a slayer. Luckily, there's two of them and one's gone rogue. Yep, and Buffy's going to go kick some ass. Yeah, Buffy's here to do two things. 
chew bubble gum and drain Fate's blood, and she's all the fuck out of bubble gum. <laughs> How many people want to kick some ass? Buffy do. does. Or Buffy does. That, yeah. Sure. We should figure out what kind of deal this is. I mean, is it a gathering, a shindig, or a hootenanny? Well, gathering is brie, mellow song stylings. Shindig, dip, less mellow song stylings, perhaps a large amount of malt beverage. And hootenanny, a chock full of hoot, just a little bit of nanny. Library. Willow and Oz are tracking down Faith's sugar daddy pad on the computers. Yep. On the ye old interwebs. On the For yahoos. The yahoos. Yahoo was a thing then. What are you doing, Willow and Oz? <laughs> are you getting on the yahoos? Are you sending the emails? I do remember around this time was when Yahoo chat rooms and uh, my one of my favorite pastimes was Yahoo Pool. Did you ever play Yahoo Pool? I didn't, but I met a girl online because my friend was playing Yahoo Pool and they were chatting. <laughs> You've told me this story, and, but please God, share it for our listeners. And so I, this is the creepiest shit I've ever done, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I got her screen name. By looking over his shoulder, and I didn't say <laughs> anything. So I went home and I got on AIM, if we all remember AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, anyway, my God. I, I think it was. Anyway, so I, I found this girl and we talked online for like two years, and she told me what college she goes to. And I was like, oh my God, I should come to college with you. <laughs> And I went down there and I auditioned to get into the theater program, the musical theater program at this college to impress this girl. What's more impressive is I got accepted into this musical theater program at Millican University. I might as well just say the name of the place. The fuck is Millican University? It's in Southern Illinois. I forget the name of the city that it's in. It might just be Millican. Um, but it's actually... a fairly it's like specifically an arts school so it's like nothing to sneeze at to get into their musical theater program so but why didn't you actually go to that school i was just getting to that because it would have cost me 26 grand a year polly that's another ace polly. ventura reference you just cost me 25 grand polly Remember at the end of the first movie? Oh, okay, yeah. When he gets in the fight with the bird on the football field, the mascot? Yes. Yeah, because... Yes, I recall now. <laughs> anyway, but... so no, it was it was wildly way too expensive for both lodging and tuition. To be fair, the school you did go to was also too expensive for you. Yeah, but I didn't have it all laid out in a nice, neat little budget that they had laid out for me. I just got my own apartment and let shit accrue. So really, it still would have cost me more to go there to figure right. out that I hate theater. So it's fine. It's fine. It's Everything's fine. <laughs> so yeah, they find Faith's place. Xander is kind of trying to talk Buffy out of killing Faith. Yeah, he's he's like, hey, you don't need to sink to her level. He doesn't want to lose Buffy, hard air quotes. And he means like he doesn't want her to change because she's gone down the dark side right. of evil. Oh, so stupid. And it's like, no, sometimes you have to take extra measures 
in extreme situations. And this, I think, fucking qualifies. Yeah, sometimes a person deserves to be stabbed and you stab them. And the moment you kill her, you get another Slayer, and maybe that Slayer could actually help you fight the mayor. Yeah, there you go. So they figure out where she lives, and we cut to Faith's place, where she's rocking out hard. Uh, was she, was she rocking out fairly hard? And uh, I mean, she's listening to some hard rock, but... I wouldn't She know. wasn't really rocking out. I don't really do the hard stuff. <laughs> I like the easy... Jazz, you know, my favorite jazz musician is uh, Kenny G. Yeah, I just ride elevators up and down all day. I'm glad I know you're fucking just <laughs> making that shit up. Otherwise, I'd actually have to slap you. No, Kenny G exists. I'm aware that he exists, but no one likes Kenny G. <laughs> and if they do say they like Kenny G, I'm going to stab him. Stabby, stabby, stabby. Good I have thing, a knife. Good thing that's the theme of this episode. Hey, there it is again, everybody. Stabby, stabby. And so Buffy just stops by Faith's place. It's it's nothing big. And (laughs) they get in a fight. Oh, yeah. Well, first there's this little uh, shitty, stupid montage where Buffy's having this existential bathroom mirror moment and Angel's suffering in bed. I fucking forgot about that. Faith's training, punching a punching bag. And then, yeah, we're at the sugar daddy pad and Faith's like, is your boy dead yet? And Buffy's like, nope, but I need your blood to fix him. And she's like, come get it. And then they fight. Yeah. And it's a really fucking good fight. It's a decent fight. And my favorite part, though, is when Buffy defenestrates Faith and herself. Hey, they did. She did defenestrate her. Yeah. Yeah. I never think of that word when it's relevant. They fight for a good while in the apartment, but then they end up going over a railing and they're fighting in front of the window. And then Buffy grabs a hold of Faith and throws both of them out the window. Yep. And then handcuffs Faith to herself. Yep. Her witty one-liner is, stick around. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Because you're stuck to her with handcuffs. Buffy, you could do better than that. But she didn't. So we cut to the library. Where Giles finds the name of the demon. And he takes out this book that has a big ass <laughs> centerfold like a porno mag. <laughs> right. And Xander has an awesome callback <laughs> to Jaws. He says, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> that's one hell of a boat. <laughs> it's like, that's how big the demon is. They needed a centerfold. Five pages, by the way. In an old ass book. <laughs> <laughs> To properly portray this demon. Yep. Then we cut to the mayor's office where he's finished eating those delicious, delicious, happy little scuttle beans. So the mayor, the mayor's treating himself. Those are trademarked, by the way. Damn right. You'll be able to find them at all your local candy stores and corner shops. Careful. You don't want them to eat your face. Watch out. They spit. Anyway, so the mayor, he's, oh my God, just, he sucks in this ginormous oh. scuttle bean leg. It looks like a huge crab leg, but it's black. And I'm like, oh God. His teeth are black too. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they like had him like, 
use that like ink mouthwash stuff. Yeah, probably. So it, like the the edges of his <laughs> teeth had that black in this. <laughs> oh. I'm going but, to give you a scuttle bean. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I love that the music just com- the dark foreboding background music that you didn't even notice was there. It drops off the second he goes into and these babies are high in fiber. And what's the fun of becoming an immortal demon if you're not regular? Am I right? Am I right or am I right? I do want to say that I'm a big advocate for fiber. You should be. If you're over 30, you should be taking fiber. (laughs) This is a man who knows how important self-care is. I really respect that about the mayor. Yeah. A vampire barges in and he's like, why are you interrupting my sacred ritual? (laughs) Knock during dark rituals. Are... Were you born in a damn barn? (laughs) Seriously. Did they not do dark rituals in the barn in which you were, in fact, born? Seriously. Yeah. Like, you gotta respect the dark ritual. But, no, the vampire's there to tell the mayor that there's trouble at Faith's. And then... It's time for a rooftop rumble! Are you ready to rooftop? That's... That's... Anyway, I'm not. But Buffy is. Following along with our uh, stabby stabby theme here, Buffy goes stabby stabby. And Faith is like, ow. Yeah, Faith very quickly breaks the cuffs. Yeah, she did. And she's miffed that Buffy is trying to stab her with her knife that she got from the mayor. Oh, that's my knife. Uh, Yeah, whatever. That's that's my knife that I got from a catalog. Yeah, you and every other nerd that's ever been to a Ren Fair. Okay. (laughs) And then Buffy stabs Faith. Stabby stabby. Faith is like, fuck you. It's still not going to help your boy. She keeps calling Angel your boy. And she hucks herself off the roof into a moving truck. Which, god damn, that had to hurt. Right? But she sure knows how to stick it in and break it off. Yeah. To be continued. Ger arg. Ger fucking arg. Wow. Think you can take me? How'd you feel about this episode, Rex? I enjoyed it. It really wasn't satisfying, though, because obviously it's to be continued. It's only half the story. But there wasn't really enough here in this episode to make it worth the whole episode. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, personally, I felt like it was a fairly insubstantial episode. It's all set up. Now, granted, next episode's probably going to pay off on all of that, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But if you're going to have an episode purely for setup, do something. Just anything. The only part that I really enjoyed was, it is a good fight between Buffy and, and Faith. Outside of that, it's mostly boring. Yeah, pretty fluffy. Quite a lot of fluff. I honestly don't have that much else to say about it. I like that we're just starting to see... The budding relationship between Xander and Anya. Yeah. We definitely saw some serious progression in Oz and Willow's relationship. 
I love that Buffy finally said, you know what, Wesley? Fuck you. Fuck your stupid council and just eat shit. Fuck you and the flagpole you wrote in on. Exactly. And I really appreciate that all of the bullshit that her and Angel are going through, she's able to look past that because he's, you know, dying. Yeah. And she still loves him. Yeah, that's that's never going to change. And she rises to the occasion. She's willing to risk stepping into the dark side to save him. A little bit, yeah. Which, honestly, she kind of needed to do anyway because of this ascension hoo-ha. What I find particularly interesting is that the concept that Faith poisoned Angel with a poison that can only be cured by bleeding out a slayer kind of fucked herself. She really did. I don't think Faith knew that that was the cure. She didn't. It definitely didn't feel that way. Yeah. It was definitely something that the the mayor just gave her and she was like, okay, cool, whatever. What I want to know, I mean, okay, sure, it would have been over too quickly and it's not where they wanted to go with it. But Faith had such a great opportunity to just take out Angel altogether or take out Buffy altogether. Yeah. If she's such a crack shot that she can hit his left shoulder blade instead of his heart. Like that's a, that's like a two inch fucking difference. And she was at least a hundred yards away. And it's like, kill angel, kill the slayer. Uh, you've just guaranteed that the fucking ascension will happen without a hitch. Yeah, exactly. Like she could have easily gotten a headshot on either of them with that kind of dead on accuracy. They failed to read the Overlord's rule book. <laughs> you ever looked at that? I haven't, but I'm sure one of them is don't get too cocky. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So what's your quote of the day? My quote of the day is going to have to go to Oz. Our lives are different than other people's. Yeah, it is really good. Because that's that's excellent. That's just excellent. I'm going to add a runner up to that as when he kisses her and she's like, what are you doing? He goes, panicking. Panicking. Yeah. That's my runner up for that scene. All right. What's your actual quote of the day? My actual quote of the day is, I'm going to miss her. Don't you hate her? Yeah. With a fiery vengeance. (laughs) She picked on me for 10 years. The vacuous tramp. (laughs) That was good. Yeah, I almost forgot about that one. Cool, cool, Great use of the word vacuous. Great way to inflect a sentence in a manner that we did not expect. Yeah, subversion. Hooray. That's the word, subversion. This show does that so fucking well. Very subversive. Absolutely. It's very well done. So this has been Beer with Buffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. Please, it's important. It helps us grow the most out of anything else you can do. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us or you can call our voicemail. The number for that is... 269-743-0783. And also that email is beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. If you'd like to buy some of our merchandise, check out store.beerwithbuffy.com. And as always, thank you, Benjamin Alexander and Reggie Page, for our opening, closing, and transition music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. 
I'm Josh. Have a good night. Are you are you panicking? No, I'm being a sheep herder. Oh God, I'd panic. Panic. done why are we watching this <laughs>